back to Harmony Beats Balance. I'm Dana Mahina here with my producer, Sonia. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. It's a Dear Dana Mahina episode, is it not? It is. That's why I'm here. Well, fire away. Listeners, you know how this works. We're here to answer your questions, help solve your mysteries, and get to the gut of what is plaguing you today. What's on their mind, Sonia? This week, we have two questions. And the first one is, Dear Dana Mahina, how can you change your negative self-talk? Ooh, that's a hard one. I deal with this sometimes. Do you, Sonia? Oh, yeah. All the time. (laughs) Yeah, all the time. It's the tape that runs while you're not watching or listening. It's always kind of there for most of us. There's this thing in the background, this noise that's saying, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't know what to do. You're not that great. Check yourself because you're going to wreck yourself. We talked about that on the last episode. So what we want to do with that voice is turn down the noise to about mm, a, a two. So if you have a frequency dial, let's say one to 10, and the noise runs around five or six, it's in the background. It's the thing that's always sort of keeping you from what your greatness is. You want to turn the noise down. Now, I never say turn it down to zero because it's not possible. And one, if you're a five or six, is probably not very realistic. So let's turn it down, I don't know, let's say to a two, where we just tell ourselves, okay, first of all, fact versus fiction. Is what the voice telling me actually true? If it is, you got to do something about it. And I'll give an example in a minute. If it's not true, which I'm going to go out on a limb and just take a wild guess, nine out of 10 times, it's not true. Nine out of 10 dentists say it's good to brush your teeth twice a day. Well, it's also good not to listen to the bullshit that's in the back of your mind, plaguing you with all kinds of things that aren't actually true. So there's a confidence issue. Our show and our work and our uh, podcast and our videos, like we have all this great stuff that you can download for yourself and listen back to about confidence and how to build it. We all struggle with confidence issues. And then this negative self-talk is probably something you've carried your whole life. It came even inadvertently from a grandparent who said, don't touch the stove because it's hot. And you decide I got to touch it anyway, just to make sure for myself it's hot and you get burned. And then the voice starts getting louder and louder and it starts to say things like, well, you you idiot, why didn't you just listen to your grandmother? Well, we're human. And sometimes, we talked about this recently, we have to actually discover things for ourselves versus experiencing things through others, a teacher, a mentor, a friend, a parent. So really turn down the voice and that noise by assessing if it's true or if it's not. So if it's not true, You want to wake up and just say, okay, wait a minute. That's not actually true. Let me not waste precious energy. What do we do if it's true, Sonia? Let's give an example. What is something that plagues you in the back of your head that might be true that we can help the listeners with? Do you have a good example that you can come up with? Something that's true. So I think I struggle with, kind of funny to admit on air, but I struggle with discipline. Like I'm just... It's hard for me to sit down and focus and to not be distracted. And part of it is my job as, you know, I'm producer, but I'm also your executive assistant. Like I've just got like 50 things going on at one time makes it hard to focus. Part of it is also just I've always had a hard time focusing. 
I don't, I'm not diagnosed with ADHD or anything, so that's not what I'm saying, but I just, I've always had a t- trouble sitting down and just getting something done. It takes a lot for me to do that. And so when I have problems like sitting down and getting something done, that self-talk is hard to tune out because I know it's a problem, but it becomes aggrandized in my mind. It becomes a bigger issue than it actually is. And I think I'm completely undisciplined when the reality is I'm just not very disciplined. This is exactly right. So there are so many listeners that are relating to what you're saying right now. Hell, I relate to what you're saying right now because we all have issues with multitasking and we're bombarded in society and with social media and with things to do and with all of our aspirations and goals. We're supposed to, I wish they could see my air quotes, we're supposed to do it all and all at one time and be our all, yay, you get a prize. Except the prize is usually, you know, pneumonia, a headache, or something worse. So what happens is we deplete ourselves. We run ourselves ragged. This is the whole premise behind harmony beats balance every time because work-life balance is a myth and it leads to burnout. So what people that have a hard time focusing need to do when that noisy negative self-talk is actually true is come up with a system. So you are highly systemized. You have ways of dealing with the lack of focus. You've learned them over time. You've perfected them. You've tried and failed. I don't know, a hundred times or something like that. Probably more. Probably more. Okay. Probably more. And we talk about this, you know, when we're behind the scenes about little F's and failure, you can find lots of stuff on DanaMahina.com about that as well. Most of us treat little mistakes as if they're the end of the world and they're really not. They're just learning. And so I encourage you, if you have a hard time like Sonia and myself with focus, short bursts of work really help a lot. And we're not talking 90 minutes. It's just too long. Do 30 minutes and take a break, stretch, go to the bathroom, get a cup of coffee, walk your dog, go breathe the air, do something to change the scenery and watch the negative self-talk or listen to it as it were. Squelch way down on that dial. It'll hover way closer to it too. So So something that really worked for me, just because you brought up the idea of doing short bursts, it's, I think... I'm not going to remember the name of the book. Yes, I will. Deep Focus by Cal Newport talks about this a little bit. And it's probably the only, other than your book, probably the only like self-help book I actually read from cover to cover. And what I like about it is he does talk about like, okay, 90 minutes is the most your brain can focus at a time. After that, it starts to wander and it needs a break. But it's not, you don't go from not being able to focus to all of a sudden being able to focus for an hour and a half. You have to build up to it. And... That's kind of what I've, I'm not at 90 minutes necessarily every day. I don't know if I ever will be just given the nature of like what I do, but it really helps to like in my calendar have, cause I can't operate without my calendar to have like 30 minutes deep focus. So no phone, turn off the email for 30 minutes and just do the one thing that you need to do. And then for me, and this I also learned from you is 15 minutes between very different tasks. Forcing your brain to go from like something that's very creative to something that's completely linear and strategic, your brain is going to struggle. And so I take 15 minutes, I go, I get up away from my computer, I go think about something completely useless for 15 minutes, I scroll my phone, whatever, just give my brain a break for 15 minutes. 
And then I go into whatever the complete switch is. This is excellent because we now can also do a break state. Break state. And here's what you're going to do. Every single one of you, even if you're driving, you can still do this safely while you're listening to this show. You're going to actually tell yourself your zip code, all five digits, and you're going to add those digits up all the way. So let's just say your zip code is one, two, three, four, five. One plus two is three. Three plus three is six. Six plus four is ten. Ten plus five is fifteen. The answer is 15. And we'll play the ding, ding, ding. That's right. Now, we can't check your work. You're on the honor system. Take 30 seconds. Actually write this down or do it in your head. What's your zip code? Add up all the numbers. And we are going to feature some music for someone recently interviewed who's coming up on the next show named Isaac Malujia Castillo. His story is amazing. His names are interesting. His music is just beautiful. And he's going to be sharing his incredible island hawaii based music with us throughout the season and so we're going to feature him now for 30 seconds you're going to add up that zip code and you're going to decide for yourself whether you do it in your head or on paper how much is my zip code worth add it up sum it up go now Did you get through it? Sonia, did you get yours? I did. It's 26. 26. Excellent. And again, we can't check her math. We're going to trust her. Sonia, during that exercise, did you feel any sense of relief? Yeah, it was, especially since I know we're going into the next question, it felt good to kind of be like, okay, we've talked about X and now I'm going to think about something else that's relatively easy before I go into the next topic. And it's Relief and also just a sense of like, just a breath and then plunge back in. Yes. Yes. So it's actually a neuro-linguistic brain game tool that was taught to me many years ago. And I use it a lot when people are either stuck to find a solution, really unraveling, overly functioning, as my husband calls it, multitasking to the point where you're just exhausted and depleted. And when you mentioned that 15-minute break that we always ensure that we take to get some tea or go to the bathroom or take a stretch or go outside or whatever it is just to break the state, that's not even always enough. So a natural break state for the brain is math. Most of us cannot do it in our head, by the way. So you drivers trying to do it, it doesn't matter if you added it wrong. It's okay. It's just the act of trying to do some linear math that takes us out of the equation of whatever we were dealing with before and clears the brain like a palate cleanser. Out of the equation. I see what you did there. And that's why she's the producer. Okay, what's our next? Dear Dana Mahina. All right, next one. (laughs) Dear Dana Mahina, how do you know which facets to prioritize when they're all important and you want to give them equal attention? Oh, that follower hasn't read my book. No, clearly not. (laughs) Let's go back to the basics, people. So 
there are these five key facets that we all share as human beings universally, no matter where you live or who you are or what you look like or what you believe or your ethnicity, it doesn't matter. We have our career, we have our family, our friendships, our community, and our own well-being. If you're trying to put all of those top priorities across those facets into one day, you're already in trouble and you know who you are when you're listening. If you're trying to do it all and have it all and be your all all at one time, you're in the work-life balance equation that leads to burnout. Balance leads to burnout because it's fake. No one, I don't care what your title is, how much money you have, how outsourced you are in terms of the rest of your life so you can work like a workaholic. Still, I've yet to meet a human being who can do it all, all at one time. Why? Because we're human beings. We are not robots. We were not programmed to multifunction that way. We burn out. Rewatch hell from Space Odyssey if you don't believe me. Once the guy gets feelings, the robot turns into a person and it all goes downhill from there. So here's what you have to do. You have to make choices. And sometimes they're really hard choices and they may feel like impossible choices. Nonetheless, you have to make the choice. You have to make the trade-off. You have to reprioritize and you have to figure out what brings you the most joy. What is the most productive thing you can do right now? And where's the value? And that two-way dynamic of value is where people really fall apart. They're giving and giving and giving and giving. And then they're receiving a little bit. That dynamic needs to shift, especially right now. Look what's happening in the world. Wherever you're listening to this show, I want you to take a second and realize the world is hurting. We have big problems. They are physical. They are mental. They are spiritual. They are emotional. They are universal issues. And so I want you to realize that for yourself, priorities is the only way through. There is no joy without priorities. There's no true productivity without priorities. And there's no equal value giving and receiving without priorities. So I want you now, dear listeners, to make a list of everything that you've got in front of you that you're working on. Not your wants, but just what you got going on. Let's do it now. Sonia, make a quick note for yourself. And I want you to add up how many things right now are on the list. Sonia's list of things to do across career, family, friendships, community, and your own well-being. Go. Okay. And while she's doing that, instead of playing music right now, I'm going to actually tell you a quick story. So while she's adding up hers and you're thinking about your mental list or writing it down if you're able to physically, I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I mentioned pneumonia earlier in today's show, it was because if you haven't read my book, you'll find out, sneak peek, I used to get pneumonia three times a year because I would run myself into the ground. Single mom, providing for two kids, not a lot of help financially, definitely help in terms of logistics and being with kids and kids at school and drop off and pick up and travel and dogs and bears. Oh my, I was running myself ragged because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. I thought that was my J-O-B, was to provide, provide, provide. And you know who came last? That would be me. And the sicker I would get, the more I would convince myself it was some weakness of my own. 
why couldn't I handle it all? Why couldn't I be it all, all at one time? I'm smart. I'm successful. I'm capable. I'm killing myself. What's the deal? Well, the deal is there were no breaks. There was no self-care. I was zero in the well-being category because I didn't prioritize it. And so when the mom in this equation is depleted, do you think for one second the kids and the family and any community member or friend or neighbor isn't depleted? Everybody gets depleted. So if my energy is key to give to others, then guess what? I got to prioritize that. And I got to put me before we. Okay, Sonia, what, what'd you get? I can see you tallying. I am tallying. Hold on, give me a moment. While she's tallying, for those of you that want to do a day, that's usually a good glimpse. For some of you, you're following the 160 hours that we all have in a week. And if you're doing that, that's also fantastic because then you can actually prioritize on a weekly basis and maybe at the very end of the week or the very beginning of the week, we can reprioritize and check out how did it work? What was working? What wasn't? What shift do I want to make? Is it a little adjustment? Is it a major adjustment? Do I need help? Do I need to actually ask someone to take something off my plate? Or do I find myself with a little extra time where one of those facets that was put on the back burner, like community, especially now that things are opening up in our world, perhaps I'm going to go out into community and do a little more, let's say, volunteerism, for example. We talk about that on these shows as well. So whether you do a daily tally or a weekly tally, I'll take it. So Sonia, you are the test pilot today. Okay. So I did a rough tally, obviously. So I work about four hours, four to five hours a day. I sleep eight. I probably spend about two to three hours with family. So with my husband, like when we eat meals and things like that. I spend about two hours a day cooking because I really like to cook and I do that. <laughs> about two hours a day self-care. So like showers, my way too extensive, completely unnecessary skincare routine, all that kind of stuff. And I spend about four hours with kind of just free time, miscellaneous reading, my writing. If I'm completely wiped, I just watch TV. Who doesn't? That kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I spend about an hour out in my garden. So that comes out to roughly 24 hours. That's a pretty full day. So is there anything looking at your list right now and allowing yourself to actually feel the list, not just see the list? There's a little tool we teach here at Dear Dana Mahina called, if you see it, think it, feel it, sense it, say it, display it, put it on the table. Tell yourself the truth, listeners. No more lying to yourself, not during this program. Is there anything you trade off on that list? No. Wow. Well done, Sonia. I I wouldn't. I quite like my days. They are very full and they're probably not the most varied, but that four hours that's kind of left over after everything tends to change day by day, depending on how much time, how much energy. And these are weekdays. So my weekends tend to look quite different because I don't work Friday, Saturday or Sunday. So on those days, it's like mostly writing or mostly reading or going out with friends or whatever it is. So this is kind of just like an average weekday. And then on the weekends, I try to give myself enough freedom to do the things that I don't have time to do during my regular like routine days. So you are fairly what we would call in this show work-life integrated. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. It took me, it only took me what, six years. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the truth. And so it's really important listeners that if you're really new at this and you're still stuck in the balance situation where you feel like 
an oldie but a goodie, a hamster in a wheel running a sprint inside of a marathon while balancing on a teeter-totter. Picture that. Don't come off the road if you're driving. You got to get out of the wheel. You can't just pant and pant and roll off the wheel and have a little pneumonia and get back in the wheel and start all over again as if you learn nothing. Then it takes years and years and years and for many of us a whole lifetime to figure out that the equation is the problem. And so today's episode is all about math, apparently. So what I want you all to do... The hardest episode we've done. (laughs) For those of you that hate math, next week will be a much better show, I promise you, because it's going to feature all kinds of music and artistry. So for creative types, stay tuned. What I want you to do to wrap today's show and Dear Dana Mahina episode is give yourself a break. That's actually today's prescription. So we want you to take a break. We want you to have time. We want you to have space. We want you to value yourself and be valued by others where you're giving and giving and take one hour out of your day. And if that's a bridge too far, one hour out of your week and trade it off, get rid of it, dump it so that you can actually say yes to something else that you really value you love and maybe miss, whether it's gardening or walking or having time with a friend or reading or writing or watching junkie TV. We're not the judge or jury on this show. This ain't Judge Judy. Go ahead and make that hour something that you love and cherish and desire and want and trade it off for something that you don't. Yeah, that I think that hour is really important because what you and I have seen, and I think you and I have done, because it's very easy, is when we're looking at the facets and the things we want to trade off, we trade off well-being more often than not. We trade off the time that we take. Like I said, like I have, I spend so much time in the bathroom. I, like my husband thinks it's just nuts. But that's my, that's my skincare routine. That's my self-care routine. That's what makes me happy. Now, my sister also thinks I'm nuts, and she, her self-care routine is going for a walk with the dogs. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Don't trade it off just because you feel like you need to spend more time with your community or you feel like you should be doing more work. That time is sacred. Trade off, trade off something else. (laughs) That hour, that hour a week that Dana's, that Dana, you were just talking about, that hour, keep it for yourself. Do something that gives you joy because. I'm personally not religious, so you've only got one life. So why would you spend it miserable? Why would you spend it just barely surviving? Like, bring some joy and some happiness. And if it's not inherent, bring it in. And don't listen to what others have to say about what brings you joy, even if you love them and they're your best friend, husband, partner, mom, sister, kid. It doesn't matter And I I cannot help myself. There's this amazing quote for those of us that don't know who it is. It's Oscar Wilde. Look him up. What you think of me is none of my business. And how is that for a way to wrap today's show? You can find us. Oscar Wilde is always a good way to wrap. (laughs) And drop the mic. So find us at DanaMahina.com on all social places at Dana Mahina and keep those questions coming because we're here to answer them. We're here for you. And let's face it, we all need a break and we'd love to see you again soon. So we will bid you adieu with a hooey ho. Let's see you next time. (laughs) 
Et te pouvoir et